and that is, I heard the voice of Jesus say, and it is the hymn that we're going to be taking a look at on Law and Gospel today on June the 30th in the year of our Lord 2020. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me is Pastor Mark Smith. Hi, Mark. Hey, Tom. Where do you get these different versions of the hymn? I would like to, I'd like to know. <laughs> I, almost, I almost didn't recognize that hymn right at first. <laughs> well, that's because of the introduction. <laughs> but then you certainly recognized it when she started singing. Oh yeah, the words are words are very familiar. Yeah, and that's the right tune, also. Is it right? Is it the right tune? Yes. It's not the one that we sing in the hymnal. Yes, it is. Is it really? Yep. It's not the it's not the one I'm familiar with. But I'll t- I'll take it. Uh, hey, I'm open to change. Okay. Yeah. Well. <laughs> We had a lot of fun finding it. It was the best one where you could understand the words. Ah, uh, I see. Yes. The words are great. Yes. Um, it was written by Horatius Bonar, who died in 1889. And um, one of the uh, ones I was looking at was actually sung at Buckingham Palace. Uh, the uh-huh. chapel they had there, uh, the queen and everyone, but it was hard to understand the words there, uh, so I, I used this uh-huh. one instead. Oh, okay, good, great. Have you ever used this hymn? Oh yeah, a lot. Yeah, a lot. I've, I've used a lot. You know the. You know what's interesting about this hymn? It's under the section marked sanctification. Yes. But you know, true to good Lutheran theology. It, it, it the gospel predominates in it. I mean, the, the last lines are sanctification, but it's almost, almost I'd say about eighty percent gospel. Well, let's take a look at the first stanza then, if you would read that, please. Sure. I heard the voice of Jesus say, "Come unto me and rest. Lay down, thou weary one. Lay down thy head upon my breast." I came to Jesus as I was, so weary, worn, and sad. I found in him a resting place, and he has made me glad. Now, if that isn't a proper verse for what we're going through in the country right now. Right. Yeah, in fact, it's always, yeah, especially right now, right? You're right, but it's it's always uh, timely. You know, people, you know, people come to, they come to church, they come hurting from the previous week, maybe the job isn't going quite right, or, you know, maybe they had some disappointments and things are, you know, a lot of hurting people out there. And uh, we come to church and we hear the good news, we hear, hear the word of a, that even though the world has rejected us, we've been accepted warmly by him and, uh. And he, he he gives us the living water to drink, and our thirst is assuaged. Yes, and lay down thy head upon my breast. Yeah. Does that uh, remind you of anything from the scripture? Yes, it does. In fact, isn't it? Uh, wasn't John the disciple? Uh, doesn't it say that he was kind of reclining on Jesus' breast? At the, at the uh, last supper. At the last supper. Yes. Yeah, he was That's on his 
side there. I also think it would be the prodigal son. Yeah, that's that's good too. His, when he his, came his back. father his father runs down the road and sweeps him up into his arms, gives him a big hug. Yes. And uh, accepts him as he is. In fact, the third line is really good. I came to Jesus as I was. Right. In many religions, you better change yeah. before you, you come clean to up God. your act before you come to him, right? Exactly. We come we come as we are. We come as we are so weary, worn and sad. And I found in him a resting place and he has made me glad. Now, where does that gladness come from? Well, he's made me glad but through the gospel. Yes. Now, how do you define the gospel for those who might be listening to us the first time? It, it, it well, the, the gospel in the narrow sense is the good news uh, that uh, that we are saved, that we're redeemed in Jesus Christ, that he that he went to the cross to atone for all of our sins. All of our sins are washed away, and eternal life is ours. It's an absolutely free gift. Can't be earned or deserved by him, but it's an absolutely free gift of, of eternal life in him. So it doesn't matter how weary, worn, and sad we are. When we get to Jesus, that's our resting place. What what would you think is a synonym for rest? Let's I'm thinking see. of what the angels said to the shepherds. Oh, rejoice. Let's see. Rejoice. And I was thinking of the word peace. Do not do not fear. Don't fear. Right. Relax. Relax. Because Don't God is fear. in You've control. got nothing to fear. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Yes. And, of course, they went to see that Savior and bowed before him. And later on, the wise men, the Gentiles, came, and they also bowed before him. Yeah, you wonder what Joseph and Mary were thinking when they saw this happen. Well, it it must have really resonated with both of them, Mary, because uh, they were both told that 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 this child is uh, is conceived by the Holy Spirit. That uh, you know he's not he's not Joseph's biological son. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and and these wise men from the east, you know, resonates with them because they. They saw his star in the east and have come to worship him, to bow down before him and bear him gifts. And the shepherds, the same way. You know, the shepherds were told uh, that night uh, with the they they saw the heavenly host, the, the angels all around them, and the glory of God shone all around them. And and they were told about this baby that would be that would be wrapped in swaddling clothes and laying of all places in a manger in a. Yeah. The feeding stall of a cat of cattle. Now you mentioned this is sanctification. Um, I, I think that's correct because the very first line is, "I heard the voice of Jesus say," and that's justification. When we yeah, right. hear the voice of Jesus and recognize it, 
that means we have faith in that voice. And then the sanctification comes as a result of having been justified by Christ. Yeah, but you know, I don't really find hardly any sanctification in that first verse. It's only in like the last line of the last two verses. You know, I mean, it's, the gospel really predominates here. You know, the finally, I, I drank of that life-giving stream. My thirst was quenched. My soul revived. And now I live in him. That's sanctification. That's the very last, uh, last line of that hymn. Well, I would say the very first line, come unto me and rest, that's sanctification. Yeah, but, oh, I don't know. You, but, you know, that's like, uh, that's like, like we say regarding the Lord's Supper, come and eat, you know, uh, take and eat, you know, is, that's, is that sanctification? That's, that's gospel. Just come and avail yourself of, of, of the rich promises uh, that I hold out to you. Come unto oh, me what? and rest. That's, that's, you know, that's, that's good news. That's pure good news. We don't do anything, but we just, we're guests at, at the Savior's uh, house and at his table. Well, we'll uh, talk a little bit more as you go into stanza two on that. Okay. All right. I heard, I heard the voice of Jesus say, behold, I freely give the living water thirsty one stoop down and drink and live i came to jesus and i drank of that life-giving stream my thirst was quenched my soul revived and now i live in him now how would you explain that to a child that we drank of that life-giving stream Uh, it's uh it's a little difficult because kids don't really, you know, they don't really understand the, the metaphor, use of metaphors and analogies as much. But uh, there uh, is a Bible story that talks yeah. about that. Well, the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman at the Excellent. well. Excellent. Yes, that's and there's, how and I there's would others. try to explain it. Yeah, yeah, that's what, right, exactly. And then, of course, there's also uh, John... Seven and eight. You know, he on the last great day of the feast, the feast of booths, he says, he says to the whole multitude, "If anyone thirsts, let him come unto me and drink." Yes. So the living water is really Jesus. Yeah. Right. Stoop down and drink and live. Right. So. Drinking of the living water means to believing the promises, specifically, as you were saying, of the gospel. Yeah. I also think of, uh, you know, the, the story of Mary and Martha. Mary, you know, while Martha was, Martha was involved in sanctification <laughs> back in the kitchen. But Mary, what did she do? She, she sat at Jesus' feet, just listening, taking it all in what Jesus said. She's drinking of that life-giving stream. Yeah, that becomes obvious at the death of Lazarus, where the women are aware that there is going to be a resurrection from the dead. Yes. And uh, that's what they're thinking about, that when Jesus says he'll rise again. But he, of course, meant right then and there. And it's just amazing. We really don't know 
all the things Jesus were teaching them, except as they kind of echo it uh, through the Holy Scriptures. Right, right. Yeah, just you gave think, a you know, lot of information, or I should yeah. say, a lot of revelation. Right. Yeah, so you know, I love first, that. Go ahead. Well, I love that part where you know Jesus says he, he's explaining. I forget if it's Mary or Martha. He says, and and she says, I know he will rise in the resurrection. But Jesus says, Hey, I'm the resurrection and the life. He right. that liveth and believeth in me will never die. And uh, do you believe this? Yes, Lord, I do believe. Yes. And he and, and he course, raised him up that day. The death he's talking about is eternal death, damnation. Yeah. That's the one that we will never die. We will still die our mortal death, right. but not the spiritual death. Right. Yeah, I was taking a look at uh, the readings for this coming Sunday, and, of course, Jesus does speak through the Apostle Paul in Romans 7 quite a bit. Remember, that's that passage where the things I want to do, I'm unable to do, and the things I'm trying to stop from doing, I'm always doing. Yeah, that's a great verse, isn't it? It's Because, you know, it, it, it helps us to rem, help, reminds us that, you know, Paul struggled with his old Adam just like we do. Yes. And, and this is the Apostle Paul after conversion. Yeah, that's right. The good that I would, I do not. The evil that I would not, that I end up doing. Oh, yes. wretched man, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. And uh, next week I think we'll be going into how that victory occurs in Romans chapter 8. Uh, particularly where there's now no condemnation. That's oh. why we can now live in him, and our thirst is quenched. Our thirst is attempting to be perfect in order to get to heaven. Well, that's quenched because Jesus was perfect, and he transfers his perfection over Gosh. to us. Right, yeah. That's another great verse, Romans 8. Boy. Oh, boy. One of the most yeah. comforting verses in the in the whole Bible. Well, that'll be, I think, next week's gospel. Okay. But, um, yeah, in fact, I'm preaching the first time at uh, one of the congregations that have been off for about three or four months this coming Sunday, and I'll be using that particular verse and we're going to be also singing Easter hymns and tied into the Easter gospel. This is this will be their first service, right? Their first service. I already preached at, uh, I've got two other congregations. I preached at one of them last Thursday, and I'll be doing the other one this Thursday. Oh, boy. So if you would go with stanza three, please. Okay. I heard the voice of Jesus say, I am this dark world's light. Look unto me, thy morn shall rise, and all thy day be bright. I looked to Jesus, and I found in him, in him my star, my sun, and in that light of life I'll walk till traveling days are done. Yeah, you made a point how 
it's difficult sometimes for little ones to understand metaphors. And this is definitely a metaphorical verse yeah. in talking about the dark world, and he brings in the light. And that when you said, I found in him my star, my sun, the word sun is spelled S-U-N. Right. Reminds me of that passage, the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. He's our son of righteousness. Yes. He's the son of righteousness, and he brings light. It's kind of like, have you ever gone into those caves that get really dark? Yes. Anything? Can't even see the hand in front of your face. Yep, exactly. And that's how he considers the world, the dark world that we're living in and you cannot look at this world no matter how much your eyes are open and recognize the God that is revealed in Holy Scripture as CFW Walter talks about in law and gospel natural law is known by even the world many religions are against murder etc right but the revealed revelation of Jesus Christ is not known naturally. It has to be revealed, and that's why you have witnesses, pastors, and lay people, missionaries, telling the good news. Right. For sure. So, I imagine your congregation's enjoying their new pastor. Yeah, we we sure are. Uh, He's... He uh, he's been there. He preached about uh, three times now, and uh, he gave his first Bible study last Thursday, and we're going to enjoy it again uh, this Thursday. So yeah, we're enjoying Past- Pastor Feeney. He's, he's what's he's, the he's, Bible study he's doing? Uh, it's it's one that he himself has written. It's uh, how to talk to people about the Bible. It's very basic. Just starts off very basic, and uh, it's it's an interesting study. And that occurs on what night? That's Thursday morning from 10.30 to noon. Oh, so if anybody is available, they can come over to Prince of Peace and join in? Oh, sure, yeah. You're welcome, absolutely. Excellent. All righty. Now, this was a short hymn, so I thought what we might do is listen to the last two verses. Is that okay? Oh, yeah, great. All right, here we go.
taking a look at that, I think you were correct. That's a different tune than we have in our hymnal. I don't know. I, I'm just so you. I'm used to the old hymnal, you know, the the Lutheran hymnal, that version. And oh, I yes. think when when I sing this hymn, I think we still use the old melody. Yeah, you're probably right. I, I was taking a look at um, this hymnal. The music was written by Amanda Husberg, who was born in 1940. But Horatius Bonar, who wrote it, died in 1889. So obviously he had a different tune. Yeah. It's not it's not one of the older hymns that we've looked at. You know, some of them go back to, you know, the early centuries. But uh, so this is relatively recent, if you look at it that way. But... Uh, it's a, it's a great it's a great hymn. It does fit in well with the readings for this coming Sunday, and I'm taking a look here um, as I was playing it that they have uh, kind of pictures of Jesus uh-huh. uh, from his ministry as they were going through it, and they really fit very well. Hmm. It would be a, a nice thing to have up like in a Bible class if they were going to sing it there these various pictures so there's a possibility you might not be here next week yeah I might be on assignment next week Tom okay. I'll try to make it but I, I'll, have, I'll let you know one way or the other alrighty and on tomorrow's Law and Gospel we're going to be continuing our weekly study of CFW Walter's Law and Gospel we're going on the basis of his evening lectures, and each time we find something very interesting in it. So tune in tomorrow to Law and Gospel at 9.30 as we continue CFW Walther's understanding of why he thinks the main purpose of every pastor is to make clear the distinctions between law and gospel. Thanks so much, Pastor Smith, and we'll look forward to the next time you're able to be back. I'm Tom Baker. God bless. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 930 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.